Behind the hype, your host always Brian Dress with me as always Chewy Darso. Hello. And Jonathan Hardesty. Hey, I'm here. I made it. I survived. Hooray! We all survived another week and watched another Scarlett Johansson movie. Um, th- this is not what I thought would have been the best so far, but then here we are. <laughs> it's been a it's been a weird month of Scarlett Johansson movies so far, but uh, yeah, uh, my my uh, my system's kind of blown up in my face a little bit, but I did enjoy this one, so we're doing a little better. Yeah. Especially because I did not expect to enjoy it. Even when I pitched it, I'm like, damn it. I guess I'll have to watch that again. But I, I did enjoy it a lot more the second time. So that's good. Well, the big difference is, is one movie that we watched was a little too heady for its own, well, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even really heady. It just it limited itself too much. It was restrained. It was so restrained. Uh, and then the other movie just didn't really know what it was. Nope. This one knew what it is. Oh, yeah. This one very much knew what it was. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, have we uh, have we had anything to report for where have they been doing? No, not really. Um, I watched the first like half hour of the Avengers the other night. And I, I'm like, all right, this kind of works because this is really, you know, it's a lot of Scarlett Johansson in the beginning. She's kind of all over the front of it, like the whole Hulk scene. And she's like the one who... Nick Fury sends out good stuff, so I kind of watched just what part of her in it. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I could I count st- that too. I watched all the yeah. ones that she's in, so yeah. There you go. Yeah, I uh, I still don't like what they did with Black Widow in the beginning of uh, the Avengers. I've never been a fan of it. Well, they hint at her being a uh, romantic interest like immediately. Yeah, I'm fine with that. It's more so that she's afraid of the Hulk. It just it never felt character wise. Like it worked for yeah, me. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Even watching it now, I'm like, she's doing the best she can with it. I just, the way they've written her character throughout Iron Man 2 and the beginning of Avengers, I'm like, I just don't see her being like, this legitimately scares me. More like she's ready to fight him, but like, she's like, has a tear in her eye when she's backing away from him. Like, she's afraid. So it just never fully worked for me. Still didn't this time. I still think she does a good job of what they gave her, though. Yeah. Uh, then it's time to dive all the way into lucy <laughs> sure let's do it let's let's dive right in there just dig right in there and put a just, bunch of drugs in it just straight to 100 percent. Ah, boy uh chewy do you want to do a breakdown for this one sure uh party girl in chinese city and she has this boyfriend that for some reason i don't know really wants her to deliver this thing for him because he doesn't want to uh, well, he's afraid they're going to kill him. Yeah, and then he's such a great boyfriend that he attaches the case to her hand. Uh, and why she doesn't just take the case and start beating him to death with it. I'm like, they've only been dating for a week. This guy's clearly shady. He doesn't care about you. But okay. She, she wasn't ready for murder yet. Give her 10 she minutes. She got there. She gets there um, real quick. And then it turns out it was super shady. And she meets a crime lord who decides to put some drugs in her belly. Uh, a dude gets mad at her. The dude decides he wants to feel up her chest. She's not into it. He gets mad, so he kicks her in the stomach a bunch. 
which releases the drugs into her system and then makes her a superhero. Uh, and she goes full Freddy Krueger, convulsing onto the wall yeah. and then the ceiling for some reason. Uh, and then pulls herself back down with the chain. It's a confusing origin story. And then after that, no, then it's just funsies. Then we're just funsies. Uh, she's turning into a super god person. Yeah. Uh, they keep counting down how much brain power she can use. They don't really establish new powers very clearly. They, they, they do ramp up, but also it seems like she could have done it beforehand. Whatever. Uh, she decides that she needs to get to Paris to meet up with a scientist, uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Uh, and while she's doing that, she also decides she needs to keep this one Paris cop around for reasons. Cause he, eventually he asks her why and she just goes to remind me after she kisses him. It was a weird, he seems entirely unnecessary to me. Uh, and she keeps him grounded. She, he keeps her grounded. I guess. She wants a human around her. Remember being human. Uh, yeah, but I don't see why. He, she, him, but whatever. Uh, it could have just been Morgan Freeman. He's the end of this movie, right? Yeah, he's Morgan Freeman's too old. He's not going to go run around with her. He could, she could have grabbed a roommate, but I don't think it really matters. Just finish, finish the breakdown. We can actually talk about it. <laughs> uh, and then she uh, turns out she's the Matrix, and she makes herself into a thumb drive. And that's the end of the movie. That's where the uh, the movie lost me the first time. Was she turned herself into a thumb drive? <laughs> into a glowy thumb drive that defies space and time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that part like really kind of popped a bubble in the whole movie for me. Yeah. Uh, it didn't bother as much the second time, but I knew it was coming this I mean, time. It's so. hokey. It's weird. But the whole movie is hokey and weird. The movie seemed like it had a lot more ideas than I had the time to deal with. That's a short movie. It's what eighty-eight minutes, something yeah. like that. Like it's it's quick. Like and it yeah, was... I had enough time to watch another movie like right after <laughs> because it was so short, and I was like, oh, I'm not done with movie tonight, so let's watch something else. Yeah, like it's it's a quick little thing. When I was watching this movie, I was just kind of like, I think Luc Besson wants to make a heady film, something kind of like Tree of Life. Uh. He has a lot of the intercuts with uh, the past and humanity and space and stuff into the film. But then he has to fit this action movie in between that. And to, like... But it's also it's, not much of an action movie. It's not. No, it's not. Because yeah. I don't think that's what he wanted to make. I think he wanted to make it more like heady psychological type thriller thing. And they're like, no, 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 Luke. Everyone likes it when you shoot things. He is good at shooting things. Yeah. Everyone likes it when you, when you make action sequences. So, it just felt like he wanted to make one thing, but he got the budget for another. I mean, I guess that's possible. I don't know. I I think he did a good enough job with what it was of just being this really kind of schlocky, cheesy, campy sci-fi movie. I, I had fun with it. Yeah. I just, when I was watching it, I'm like, I feel like he wanted to do more. I mean, maybe that's just yeah. them selling it that hard to you. Yeah, they like, really sold it really hard as an action are. film when it came out. They really sold the action-y bits. And I remember. No, I mean, I'm talking it. about. I'm not talking about like the marketing. I'm talking about the characters in the movie are selling how serious this all is. Oh, but there's, like, yeah, no yeah. No action in the movie, almost. No, very little action. Like there's action sequences, but she mostly just she makes people fall down. She doesn't fight anyone. No. She makes them fall down, or they start floating. The most action is when she's driving through Paris, and yeah. I'm sitting there going, "Why don't you just make the car fly?" 
Oh, yeah. Guess you could. You've established you can do all this other stuff. Just make the car fly. Yeah, her powers are real wonky. Like they're they're both uh, incredibly overreaching and way OP, and also not defined at all and kind of limited. That's what I that's what I mean. Like I feel like they were limited on what they could do. Yeah, it was really kind of weird. But because yeah, there when she makes those dude float and she does all the other stuff, I'm like, come on, just just fly. You don't need to do all this other yeah, stuff to get to just the... neo around the place, man. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> I mean, it kind of also seems like, you know, for someone like Bassan who wanted to do something heady, he was also kind of riffing it like, oh, I want to do this now. Uh, I kind of want to do this now. You know, why don't we have her, like, throw, like, people up in the ceiling and have them float for a little bit? And a guy run into an invisible wall. Like, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. We'll tie that in. We'll tie that in somewhere That's at the end. That's the heady With... stuff, though. That's, like, the interesting powers. The guns are the boring part. The car chase is the boring part. I like the car chase. It just seemed unnecessary. Like I said, I wanted her to fly. <laughs> to me this is just like her just having a lark I'm like i could just make this car fly i mean yeah she, she she does just kind of fly through the city like driving insanely fast just because she knows she's not going to hit anything so she could probably just make it fly but this is way more showy it is more showy yeah more fun tons of innocent people die but that's throughout the entire movie soon as she like we're going to kind of move into ScarJo in this movie because it is kind of strange. Like She plays the ditz party girl very well, but as soon as she gets these powers, any humanity in her is just, that's the first thing to go. And I thought that was kind of a, I don't want to say bad choice, but it was an odd choice. She has a little bit of humanity. She gives her friend the prescription and be like, just eat organic. You'll no, no, no. Fine. but she goes full robo mode. Like almost immediately, like, even though she might care for people, like she has no character anymore she's just like the terminator yeah it to me it kind of deflated they like it took me a little while to get back into the speed of the movie because it was kind of deflating she was so emotive in the beginning and interesting to watch like she was like flirty teasing crying like angry like all, all sorts of acting going on and then it's just like play robot now like you do in these action movies it's like okay we're kind of taking Scarlett Johansson like still face movie <laughs> for a while. Like, but that's a, to me that's always one of the greatest problems with people's approach towards intelligence. Uh, even like Victorian age, the enlightened versus the romantic. If you're going to go to that war, mm -hmm. the romantic was all the adventure and romance, and like in Frankenstein, the romantic one is the monster, and the enlightened one is. Uh, Frankenstein himself and all the emotions in the monster but she's supposed to be all intelligence which means to the, like in the most base way like the more logical you are the less emotions you have I mean it's a very cliche thing to do yeah and I think that's why I didn't like it because you have somebody as talented as Scarlett Johansson like why can't you just do like more of a blend like we can end there like get yeah. to the complete I am all logic, I am full, what is it, Vulcan, I'll make a Star Trek reference. Oh, yeah, that's uh, another cliche yeah. of it, yeah. Um, I'm very proud of myself, I just pulled a Star Trek term well, out of my head. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Whoa. And, uh, and by going well, in that, I mean. that direction, yeah. there's still, there's nowhere else for her to go. Like, you start her off at her 10% and she's robot, and then we still have the other 90% for her to go more robot? Like Exactly. Like, yeah. they didn't yeah. give her a progression. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and without that, then we kind of have that powers problem where, like, we don't really know when and how she gets these new powers or what they really are, which is fine. I kind of like the mystery of it. Like, I'm not sure if I would have rather had them explained because that might have been a little too much. Um, the vagueness of it kind of does make her a little more intimidating. But at the same time, like, it was just such, like, a a rush and also kind of slow of just, like, ah, she's going. She's got him now. Don't worry about it. It just, it wasn't really... I don't want to say it wasn't well executed because that's way meaner than I mean to be. It was just, there was no importance placed on it and it was kind of weird. No. So that's why it's kind of just a fun dumb action film and it's supposed to be like about high intelligence. It's just kind of fun and dumb. Yeah. They don't really delve into anything. They don't really explain anything. They don't, and they, you don't need to necessarily just, I don't know, there's like you said, there's no steps other than flashcards. Yeah, we every get, we get flashcards, and that's really all we get. And that almost and yeah, feels from, like a studio note of yeah. like, there's no way to know when she's getting more progressed. Well, let's yeah. put it in there. <laughs> right, yeah, and so even the flashcards, there's like nothing in between. Like from twenty to a hundred, she, yeah. she's not different. No. They, and they do the like the irises changing, which is again a cliche thing. Yeah. I've seen it a bunch of times. It's fun. It's it's amusing. There was one part that was kind of interesting, though, and I wish they had kind of done more of that thing, is the, her body deterioration, like not oh, being yeah. able to handle the drugs, like where she had that freak out in the, air, the airplane. Like that was interesting. That was an interesting adjustment to another phase, like her phasing around. I was like, hey, more of that could have shaken up this whole like thing from 20 to 100. Yeah, I mean, there... Just just on that scene for a moment, because this has always kind of bothered me since the first time I saw it. So she explodes, right? I don't know. I don't know if it's in mm. her imagination, like that's yeah, how I, she's feeling, or if that's how it actually happened. Yeah, because there's really kind of like, I've taken everything that's been happening so far as like, she's seeing the reality of it. And then, so she exploded, but then she wakes up in a hospital. I'm like, wait. Yeah, I don't. What? I don't know how they got her off the plane. He apparently put a lot of drugs in her for some reason. Yeah. Like, because I don't know, was she already unconscious, and he just thought he needed to put more drugs in her? It's such a cool idea. Like, I was right there with John in the beginning of him. Like, this is a really awesome like thing I haven't seen before, and I really like them to expand on it. But then she pops, and then wakes up totally solid, and then we never mention with it her again. Other hair back. Yeah. She had changed her hair. Yeah. Yeah, and it just like it's like we forgot, like we stopped caring that that happened. Like, no, that's not going to be a thing anymore. Her like replenishing never comes stock back. Yeah. never comes back. And meanwhile, I'm still asking, like, hey, what about that? What about that cool thing? For at least another ten, fifteen yeah. minutes in this movie, I'm like, wait, this or how did we get here? Like, did, yeah, that that gap is like we needed that scene. That shouldn't have been a deleted scene between her popping and her waking up in the hospital. You know. <laughs> Yeah, like even just like a, a cutaway of the guy opening the door and just seeing unconscious Scarlett Johansson on the floor and going, hey, it's that girl that we were told to get. Like, anything. Yeah. Beyond just, she just wakes up in the hospital. I don't know. Or am I just harping on it too much? Because like, that's the thing with the movie, the second time through, I'm like, I think I just cared way too much about like the reality he was setting up. I'm like, no, there's a world and there's rules in worlds and you're not following anything. There's no rules in this world. Yeah, and no. I think it just bothered it's me. limitless. <laughs> I mean, it could be. <laughs> I mean, it could be some projection of like what we expect from Luke Besson to begin with, from his previous films, and just kind of what we expect going yeah. into this. Instead of just being a lark, kind of a goofy 
cheeseball lark with a little bit of headiness and like as uh, Morgan Freeman refers to it, we're going full sci-fi here, like silly sci-fi. It's like, yeah, it's just going to go silly sci-fi. Like we're kind of expecting yeah. something a little bit more smarter, I think, because yeah, of that, the way, like that, like, way it starts. Yeah. I feel like if they just chewed the scenery a little bit more, like we're a few steps away from like a B movie. I think it's a B movie. I don't think it's there. I think it's C. I think it takes itself takes itself too seriously. Like, it, I mean, okay. even if it's not taking itself that seriously, they're they're playing it too real. Like, it's just not. It just needs. Depends a, on who is, you're focusing on, because the uh, the Chinese. Um, yeah, he's a pretty. Lord. Yeah, he's a pretty big character, but he I could think, be bigger. I think the so only one who. Very, pl- B-movie-ish. The only one who felt B-movie to me was the guy he worked with. The guy who's like, that's just how we deliver our drugs. That was the guy who I'm like... (laughs) Oh, he's very... He's very B-movie. Yeah, he he felt like Stewie from Family Guy grown up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, and and he never shows up again after that beginning part. I'm just like, oh, God. Like, this is... He he was kind of... He was a helpful signifier of how this movie was going to go. And to lose him early, just to not being around, was... Kind of like, oh, we could have used that. I thought it was going to be like a British operation when we yeah. for British people when we got into Europe. And then, no, it's yep. the same Asian people. Yep. Like, wait, why are you following them? This seems like a bad plan. <laughs> what? Yeah, like every time you start pulling out a thread, and there's so many threads, you're like, wait, this isn't a very good movie. And then you just have, kind of have to stop yourself. I'm like, no, no, it's not, but that's okay. Like, that's why, that's why I'm here. <laughs> like, yeah. this is just escapism. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. And I think... That's what happened to me when I watched this movie. Like as I was in the moment watching it, I I was able to still have fun with it and still get into like oh oh cool she's doing this now or oh cool I just kind of had to dial back a little bit and ignore the threads. Like yeah, there's a mode to watch this movie and like seeing the threads pulling at them is not the way to watch this compared to other oh other other I had movies. A lot of fun thinking about it is the beginning of the Matrix. Oh yeah, like I was kind of I was going a different way, but. I understood what you meant because I was going more Skynet. Like, oh shit, they're making Skynet right now. Oh. You guys are all fucked. No, they're the Matrix. She's everywhere. You're all gonna become her batteries. This is the action prequel I mean, to her. According to Gabe Lul, we're already there. So, <laughs> um, did I say Lul? Lul. Um, you, you just talked about his his evil brother, his evil twin brother, Gabe Lul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um. What I was going to say was, if when you take it too seriously, kind of like what John was saying, you start pulling on those threads, you kind of miss out on like some of the best stuff about this movie. And that's really, at least in my opinion, really is Scarlett Johansson. And like, this is the first movie out of this month where I'm like, the reason that we watch this movie is for her. I say the other two movies we watched, she was in them. Like, she <laughs> is this movie. Yes. Yes. Like, this movie it totally relies on everything from her performance to how she drives scenes, like all of it. Like she just drives the whole thing. And I, I feel like that, uh, it kind of goes to waste a little bit with how silly the movie gets, but, but at the same time, she makes, this it's movie still easy clearly to watch. There. Like she's still enjoy. doing a great job with it. Oh yeah. I think she was having fun with this. I, mean, mm-hmm. I understand Luke Besson is just a fun director to work with. Yeah. She clearly think like, clearly somebody she's having fun. Yeah. Um, like, I love it when she just walks in the operating room and she wants the bag of drugs out of her and she just shoots the guy on the table. Like, you were going to save him anyway. Yeah, you can save him anyways. He was already fucked. I have a bag of drugs in me and it's leaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the most heartfelt moment of the entire movie is when she calls her mom. Oh, yeah. And the mom's like, oh my God, how much uh, acid did she take? What are you on? Mom, I feel everything. <laughs> Your milk in my mouth. <laughs> Our daughter like, that's is nice, dear. So that's high. nice, dear. 
My God. <laughs> oh, that line. I forgot that line was in there. And I remember that stopping me the first time I saw it, too. I was just like, what? Well, how does it taste? <laughs> <laughs> like a chai, almost. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why chai? You eat too much pineapple, Mom. <laughs> mom, don't have a roast beef sandwich when you're uh, when you're breastfeeding, eh? Yeah. yeah. Help a baby out. <laughs> no more coffee for you, Mama. Uh, really hung up on the weirdest line in this movie now. Uh, Sorry. I mean, it was really a sweet moment. It was. Yeah. And kind of weird. She passed. She she delivered that line as straight faced as you can. Yeah. That scene is really, like, if you can get through that scene, actually, you're ready for the whole movie. Because that scene has the whole, like, the CPH4, the pregnancy drug, the the call to the mother, the taste of your milk thing. Like, all of it's in that scene. So, like, this scene is the good one to watch. And if you continue, you're good. Yeah. It really... I just didn't like the close-up of the doctor's hands going in her abdomen because you could see her lacy white underwear and lacy white underwear is a very sexualized thing. Yeah. So having the shot of oh, his yeah. hands going inside of her with that was just like, dude, please, ew. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you didn't need that there. That's, that's all I got is yuck. <laughs> um, but the, the thing that I really like in this movie, specifically from Scarlett Johansson, was I... I loved, we kind of, or John kind of touched on it earlier, like just how much emoting she has to do in the beginning from when uh, the dude, when fucking Urine Greyjoy gives her the suitcase. Uh, That's who that was. That was Urine Greyjoy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, that fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'd recognize that evil smile anywhere, that bastard. <laughs> you fucking ruined Game of Thrones. You fucking ruined Scarlett Johansson in this movie. I hate that guy. He didn't uh, ruin Game of Thrones. He didn't help anything. Oh, yeah, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh God. We should rewatch Game of Thrones. Should we? Yes. Can we no. stop at before the end and just pretend it just ends like at and then, the? And then we could do a like a passion play in our living room <laughs> about how we feel that Game of Thrones could have actually ended. Perfect. That. That, yeah. <laughs> we'll have, like, can you live stream that so I can at other. least experience a better ending? <laughs> oh no, the White Walkers are coming! Ah! Ah! <laughs> And Corrin can go after the, the ice cubes and be a white walker. Ice! 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 <laughs> yeah, that'd be better. <laughs> Definitely been better than what we got. It's the worst fucking show. Um, I'm just going to start grabbing wheels and breaking them all everywhere. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. What were we talking about? Lucy. Yeah, we were talking about her emoting in the beginning. And that, thank got, you, John. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we go from the the emoting in the beginning to the complete robot, and just the the amount of just range she has throughout the entire movie, I thought was very impressive, especially for how kind of a silly movie it is. Well, like uh, yeah, it's just the beginning is intense in terms of Scarlett Johansson's performance. She has to pull out the stops. Like <laughs> she's got to cry. She's got to fear for her life. Like she sold a lot in that beginning. Yeah, that like I forgot how. Uh, good it was how good she was in that beginning part just how I don't know how impactful it was yeah and to what Chu is just about to say or might have just said I'm not sure how the edit shook out Um, but what Chewie was saying was she a lot of times in the ads and like when people talk about it they talk about how she was kind of an idiot in the beginning or kind of a ditz and I never got that 
I feel like Scarlett Johansson just wouldn't play that character. She's just a party girl. Yeah. Like, being a party girl doesn't equate ditziness. And no. yes, she was blonde, but like the entire sequence when she's going in, I actually thought she played it really smart. Yeah. She tried to be covert, even though she was terrified. She didn't want to give her name. Mm-hmm. She knew that like, the more information she gave, the more deep in it she would be. And Yeah. And she asks questions while also saying, I don't know anything. I don't want to be here. I just want to give you what you want. Just get this off my hand and I'll leave. Like she's yeah. trying to negotiate while still knowing she has nothing to negotiate with pretty much. Which just didn't feel like a stupid character. No, it like, didn't. Like not at all. Like and even she when she's in over her head for sure. But, well, yeah. But she wasn't ditzy. But even when she was talking like you're in Greyjoy and he's like, we need to do this thing tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to go out and have a good sexy time. Woohoo. She's like, I have to go study. Like I'm here for school. Yeah. So it just, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people mischaracterized her when talking about this movie. And I'm like, eh. yeah. she was a better character than that. She was. Um, yeah. The guy I mean, we, they they sorry, got kind of hung up on the, the blonde hair and the sipping and the drink at the beginning. They forgot they forgot to watch the beginning after and that point. Dress. <laughs> yeah, and a very tight dress. Which was actually quite cool looking, I thought. Hmm. The uh, I feel like the only person who really acted like they're in the movie that they were in was Morgan Freeman. It feels like he's kind of smiling throughout everything. And then when you get to the end when he actually has to like interact with Scarlett Johansson, he just has the best like, duh, face. <laughs> yep. like, I'm the smartest man in the world, but I don't understand anything here. And it's just fantastic. Like It, it just felt like Morgan Freeman was just kind of laughing his way through the movie. He was very good in this movie. And yes, he definitely knew which movie he was in. Oh, yeah. He was... I liked it when she calls him, and the entire time they're talking, well, not the entire time, but when she gets herself on his television screen, and he just holds the phone there. Yeah. I don't think he needs to hold the phone there. He probably knows he doesn't need to hold the phone to his head anymore. He's like, I, just, just like, I need something normal in yeah, my life. I need, to, <laughs> I need to, I'm stunned. I need to hold on to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was just, yeah, I just, I, I love seeing dumb Morgan Freeman. And obviously he's not dumb. He's like the smartest man in the world. He's the only guy who guessed everything right about your brain expanding. Yeah, like but maybe dumbfounded. Dumbfounded Dumbfounded, Morgan sure, yeah. And it was just, yeah, I had a ton of fun watching with that. Um, but then you were bringing up the, uh, what was his name? Choi Min Sik, I think. Choi Min Sik, if you use the K. I mean, he's not French, so you probably do. Terrible at, I'm not even going to try. Um because I, I would just butcher it. But no, he was great. Mr. I, J. I, <laughs> Mr. J. Yeah, that, that'd be about where I'd be, but while legitimately trying. It would be very embarrassing. Um, but the thing about him was, like, I just didn't think he was in it as much. Like, So Morgan Freeman left more of an impact on me. Like, he was great. Uh-huh. But I really only remember him in the beginning being scary and impatient, and then at the end being just impatient and then... I just remember much. him popping up in the movie constantly with his bandaged hands driving around. And I'm like, why are you in Europe? Why are you chasing her? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Why did she let you live? Cut your losses and just go be a crime lord. You're, you're yeah, ruining perhaps your that's... organization going after her. Yeah, perhaps that's the re- maybe that's the biggest thread that's the hardest one not to pull on. Because after she stabs his hands, like his threat level is zero. Like, in the beginning, he's got that cool, like, mob boss, mafia, or, you know, Yakuza-type boss thing going on. And it's, he's scary, genuinely scary. And then she takes that away. Scarlett Johansson does. And the rest, then afterwards, he's just a nuisance. And, like, I'm not even surprised that he didn't get to shoot her at the end and he dies because he's never, he never felt, he never feels like a threat. He just feels kind of as goofy as the rest of the movie. 
but more out of place. Even though I like him as an actor and I like him in this, it's just he's there. He seemed unnecessary. You know? Yeah. He seemed like we need a big bad. Do we need a big bad? Yes, we do. This is an action movie. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I don't think you do. And I think all of that is why, no matter how much I agree with you that he does, he's enjoying chewing the scenery. He's this larger than life character. He just didn't leave the impact on me because yeah. I'm like, he, he's he's nothing in this. Like, I I feel the same way about him continually being involved. The same you do with the flashcards of like, I think it's a studio note. Yeah. That you just could, needed a big bad because the big bad should be the fact that her body's deteriorating, but that's a that's a a more complex topic. So yeah. let's just throw in the physical bad guy. Yeah. I think the only other reason that they were there is so that they could justify her continuing to be very violent. So she had guys to kill. Does she ever kill anybody, though? Everyone she kills tons of people. She shoots people. She when she's she crashes like, how many cars? Like, well, that, yeah. But I don't really see her herself killing anyone, except in the beginning when she shoots, like, the five guys. Yeah. And the guy who's on the operating table. Yeah, but that was because she only did that because he was already about to be dead. Well, he was going to die. We don't know how soon he was going Blah. to die. She she hit the fast forward button but pretty hard. <laughs> like I just don't remember really seeing her because she doesn't hunt down the guys with the drugs in their stomachs. She doesn't hurt any no. of the guys who are harvesting the drugs. She just makes them float. And then you never see her. all the other gun violences with the cops. Yeah, that's true. But we did just list a whole bunch of people she killed. She's just not. She's not crazy, murder crazy, but she's definitely not afraid to kill you. Yeah, I just didn't view her as overly violent. More like she is around violence. Yeah, but the, all I'm saying is that without, but even without. Okay, so she's not murdering anyone. She still has conflict. Without those people there, there's no conflict. Yeah. The whole movie. I know. Um, I guess you could almost. You could almost. You could almost posit that as she ascends to this higher plane of like thought and existence and becomes less violent herself the violence around her almost increases like i guess that that's an, that you could read it that way like yeah. she's sure she's not murdering anybody at the end anymore but she did kill people in the beginning and then as she ascended out of that violence the violence just had to keep happening around her to make up for it or something i don't know you know you could to me to me that's just this, what i was saying of like i feel like luke Besson wanted to make a headier film and everyone's like well, that's cool, but can you make an action movie? Yeah. Yeah, because there's probably something that could have been done if it was just police chasing after her. Like, maybe she did all the murdering in a very public place, and then after she got out of it, like, well, we need to catch that blonde woman who just murdered the shit out of that entire gang. Yeah. Like, she, yeah, sure, she killed a gang. That's good, but she still murdered the fuck out of yeah. them, and we got footage of it. Like, yeah. there, there's, some, there's ways around having this random villain hunting her for some strange reason emotional vendetta that's really the only reason for him yeah. to keep going after her and it just didn't really work that well no. um but that's another thing when you start digging at it it's like oh well none of this really works that well but if you just ignore it it's like okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, look at the bad guy he's it. back ah uh, he's <laughs> oh, gonna get her this time back. cool yeah <laughs> i had a lot of fun watching the movie yeah. oh no is but... she gonna get her <laughs> No, no, he's about to shoot her in the head. I bet it's, he's not yeah. going to. And whoop, there she goes. There's like, yeah, there's no reason to ever feel like on edge during the entire film. Yeah. The the only thing I will say about Scarlett Johansson, beyond all the people she did murder in the beginning, uh, she really fucks up that lab at the end of the movie. Like, my God. She eats all their stuff. She eats all their computers. Yeah. And then like, gives the, and then dissolves <laughs> her computer and turns into a thumb drive. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's nice. Mmm, yeah. tastes like IBM. <laughs> And this is USB 2.0. What if I want USB 3.0? What if USB changes? 
Like what? It already has. It already has, and like I'm stuck with this old school US. I need to get yeah. a fucking like a dongle so that I can actually convert this plug into this. Yeah. And now it's too slow. Lucy, you fucked me. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, she. Yeah, she gave them like USB six, but it's like Apple USB six. Uh, I think we've said everything we can about Lucy. Have we missed anything important? Um, the action was good, but not that memorable because it was trying not to be action. ScarJo was fantastic. Right. It's the first movie we've had of hers where she had to really carry the whole thing. She did carry the whole thing. Her stunts were good. Yeah. She was great throughout. And she wore that fabulous black bondage dress the whole, most of the time. She did? Yeah. Bondage dress? Yeah. That's what you call it, style of dress. Oh. Cool. I had no idea. Yeah. Where it's really tight and it has all like the strappy wraparound things. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I learned something new today. I don't know the names of dresses. Either they're all just dresses. Nope. <laughs> Pretty dress right. one. Pretty dress there's two. Feline, there's asymmetrical. There's maxi. There's teacup. There's bondage. There's stuff. There's stuff dresses? Empire waist There's stuff dresses? Dress. Empire waist dress? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense to me. Peasant. We need to do a spin-off of podcast yeah. where we talk about dresses and then we learn about them because I'm actually <laughs> really interested. The dress show, host by Brian Dressel. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Dressel dress. It's the dress that doesn't understand dresses. It's not very flattering. It's covered in cake batter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a joke for like 15 people. Uh <laughs> Those are the best kind of jokes. The ones where everyone who's listening to this is like, oh, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Look up my last name and type cake afterwards and you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> favorite parts. Or our favorite part. I think we've already, I think, I mean, we might not all have the same one. But no, you know what? I'm going to go against the grain then. I love the car chase. I know it's totally useless. I know it's pointless. I get all of that. It'd probably been cooler with a flying car, but he already did that in Fifth <laughs> Element, so he didn't need to do it again. Why just Harry Potter going... Dude, what are you doing? It's just wrong going, Fly. what? <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. It was a fun car chase. I liked that she was going super fast. It made me kind of want to watch Six Underground again. Oh, At least God. just the beginning. Um, it was fun. I liked it. It was stupid. It was uh, cool. I liked how much the French the French uh, police officer was like, what? We're gonna die! And she's just like, shut up. I got it. Like, I almost want her to be texting at one point. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Not even using the steering wheel, just yeah. like, somehow she's driving without it. Driving with her knees, just like, you know I'm the smartest thing on the planet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up a little bit. I got pregnancy uh, beans in my belly. <laughs> oh, man. This movie made me think about so many other movies. Now I'm thinking about how when she's flying around in the chair, I'm like, oh, it's like contact. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Three fucking hours, and you find out the aliens are father. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a heady movie that could have used more action. Could have used anything else. I quoted South Park. That's not my joke. Maybe I'm not that mean. Maybe when said, I want to kind of make a movie like Contact, and everyone's like, everyone no, we're not slapped doing that him. again. It was like fucking Airplane, and a huge yeah, line yeah, of sure. all taking a shot at Luke Besson. Sure, Luke Besson, you can make a movie like Contact, but we're going to throw in a, a South Korean mobster, okay? <laughs> And you only get to do you 88 minutes. That's all you get. I'm not sitting here for three fucking hours again. 
Oh, hey, you know, it turns out to a net win. We got Lucy, and Lucy at least is, a, is it entertaining, you know? I totally derailed your favorite part. You really did. <laughs> That's my favorite Fucking part. Contact. You know, the contact part. <laughs> <laughs> where are we? Oh, we're in the Crustaceous period now. Cool. Now oh, we're in the, the Black Goo period. I mean, that was a very much a contact part. You're right about that. God, that's a fucking stupid movie. <laughs> you fell straight in the water, but the recording goes for hours. <laughs> where did you go? <laughs> it's just static. <laughs> The stupidest fucking movie. <laughs> Jeez. Fuck uh. contact. <laughs> you found my final cut. <laughs> oh wow! Ironically enough, the next month is going to be the Jodie Foster month. Uh, I've always kind of thought about rewatching Contact, but I know that Brian won't let. Me. <laughs> the second I walk through, what the fuck? <laughs> Let's stand a foot in front of the screen what? going, Boo! But Matthew McConaughey's the love interest. Oh my God. He plays a priest. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I forgot he played a priest. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Chewie, what was your favorite part of fucking Lucy? No, that's what I said. Oh, just derailing the conversation <laughs> about contact was your favorite part of Lucy? Hey, John, what about you? <laughs> Uh, my favorite part was actually the thing with the roommate. As she's like hacking into the computer, she's like, "Here, here's a prescription. Your your body's failing. You go go take care of yourself." Uh, eat organic. Eat organic. Yeah, eat organic. <laughs> okay. And just like the whole the whole setup of the scene where the 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 friend is like, "Hey, what what? How is it?" It's like my parents are dead. And like, oh, or no, my boyfriend's dead. Like, oh, that's nice. And then so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I enjoyed it. I hate this next part because I know what Chewie's going to say. <laughs> but it's time for a double features. <laughs> I have a guess what Chewie's double feature will be. I'm hoping it won't be. It's going to be a quadruple feature. Quadruple feature. Four movies. Oh, wow. Lucy, oh boy. with The Matrix, of Tree of Life, and Contact. That's a bad day. <laughs> this is a bad day. That's a like mostly good day except for Contact. It's like... <laughs> Son watched those three movies and decided to make the movie Lucy. Ugh. I think I'd rather get COVID. <laughs> than watch Contact. The, Ma- the Matrix is in there. I, I know The Matrix and is in there. Life. And I like Lucy, but I'm not... Fuck all of that, man. God. You chose two three-hour movies that are boring as hell. Actually, no. Isn't Tree of Life only like 90 minutes, but it feels like forever? I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate that movie, too. <laughs> I might have two final cuts. <laughs> uh, so it's like the final final cut for you. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god. Uh, what would I pair Lucy with? I would pair Lucy with. I'm gonna go for the movie that I think this one wishes it was a little bit. In Ex Machina, so I'd start with Lucy because okay. it'd be like the fun kind of like all right. I'm kind of the mood for some like deep sci-fi thing after that. Like I kind of dipped my toe in the water and had a good time and splashed around a little bit. Now let's see where this can go. So you go from Lucy to Ex Machina. I think it'd be a good, <laughs> good double feature. Far better than Chewie's Nightmare Day. Well, the action in your movie is much more motivated. Oh yeah, very little action, but when it happens, oh boy, you fucking deserved it. Poe Dameron. <laughs> and, uh... I never remember his name. Hux! Hux. 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 
Uh, John, what about you? Well, Chewie already mentioned the more serious uh, choice for me, which was Tree of Life in this, because this movie is kind of like, what if Luke Besson did Tree of Life? <laughs> Especially in the beginning. So, like, I would play that. Like, have it be a screening of Tree of Life with a mystery movie at the end of it, and you, you get treated to Lucy <laughs> at the end. It's like a weird palate cleanse. they used some of the same B-roll. Yeah, they probably did. I mean, no. Hey, buddy, can I borrow some B-roll? <laughs> Everything in Tree of Life is shot better than most movies. It's the only thing worth seeing in that movie. <laughs> is that movie. Cinematography is, like, impeccable. Yeah. For the yeah. worst fucking movie. <laughs> but, like, having having that be a double feature with Tree of Life, I think would be a great um, whiplash of, of genre and uh, uh, mood. Just something like, oh, we're getting really contemplative and really introspective and suddenly oh shit uh, Scarlett Johansson turns into a computer or turns into the internet <laughs> like yeah no I feel that one yeah I like it I like it that's a that's that's I wasn't on board because you know Tree of Life is involved but uh but if I can get past that it's actually pretty good yeah 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 but I'd, I'd pay to go see Chewie's version the uh the marathon of movies that that's are all it's too fucking oh. I just don't know if you watch Lucy first or last have what, Lucy be uh, the reward. So it's the Matrix. Tree of Life. Tree of Life. Contact. Con- oh. Yeah, because oh. Contact is like the dark <laughs> tea time of the soul where you're like, hey, could it get any worse than Contact? Like, maybe no, it's actually going to get better. is what they're making Contact with. No, 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 no. So here's contact. what you do. You start with Contact, so if people are smart, they can skip the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go from Contact into... I'd say Lucy, and then go Lucy into Tree of Life, and then Tree of Life into The Matrix, because you deserve something after sitting through Tree of Life. That's <laughs> The Matrix. That's The Matrix. It's an awesome movie. That's a good day. You can skip contact. Just fuck that noise. And then you have three movies that would pair together horribly, but in a very interesting way. I'm into it. As long as you don't have to watch fucking contact. Although, I don't know. I think having Lucy at the end with Contact before is like a good reward. I haven't seen Contact since I saw it in theaters. I never rewatched it. My mom and I rented that one. And my dad was, uh, I think he was at a basketball game or something that night, so we watched it. Uh, My sister left halfway through because she was bored. My mom and I finished it, and my mom, I don't remember exactly how she phrased it, but it was something along the lines of, well, some movies just aren't very good. She was right. She was a smart, woman, a smart woman, my mother was. Contact sucked. <laughs> Plugs! Uh, a little movie called Contact. Is my, no, just kidding. <laughs> I plug the movie Contact. You should definitely check it out. Check it out. Huh. Uh, Corona Cartoons. We have been having a fucking blast at Corona Cartoons. We just did an episode this past Monday on uh, an episode of Doug and an episode of Angry Beavers. Well, kind of an episode of Angry Beavers. We more so took two of, like, since Angry Beavers were only the like the 10-minute cartoons that are jammed into one episode, we just took two of those and made our own one episode. And one of the two is the wrong episode. Um, but we talk about that, too, and we have a good time with it. And we had, it was a very fun conversation that we kind of move around from the Nicktoons and normal cartoons and just 90s TV in general a really fun conversation with my Jeff uh, with my friend Jeff Vermitz from New York, and it was uh, yeah a really really good episode. Highly recommend you checking it out. And then this upcoming Monday, I'm talking with Ray Deslich about Who Framed Roger Rabbit, 
one of the best fucking movies was ever it made. It probably was Mickey Mouse. Fucking Disney, man. They ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's everything for Corona Cartoons. Uh, John, what are you plugging? Uh, plugging Demon Days, the actual play podcast we've been doing for a little while now. And we're having a great time over there. And we're uh, making plans and figuring out how to adjust to the pandemic. And we're, we've got something in mind. We're going to keep going. But it'll maybe a little different in terms of just we're all recording from home and figuring out our setups. But, yeah, we're still having fun. Sounds good. Chewy? Watch Superstore. It's all on Hulu. Yeah, it's all on Hulu, the whole thing. Because um, we weren't able to shoot other stuff. You uh, you had, in my opinion, the best sight gag of any of your random setups in this season. Yes. It, it... And uh, I we when we were setting it up, we were all like, is this actually going to get shot? No, this will probably get edited out. Uh, but it happened. It did. It's related to Mar- Mardi Gras. That's all yeah. I'll say. You should watch the episode. It's... It felt, I guess it looked more innocent on camera than it did in person. <laughs> that says something. Yeah. Given what they were doing, <laughs> that says something. It's probably because you didn't have the blurred parts. Yeah. That's enough of a tease, right? To make people <laughs> want to watch it. Uh, <laughs> it was a really good episode. I think that's everything. I think we've done it. Yeah. Yeah? We did it. Lucy is in the sky. Lucy is in the sky. She's done. Next week. Gary Busey. Oh, boy. Next week we're going for a totally different change of pace. Finally watching Under the Skin. Very, very fun. I look forward to watching it again. Uh, No. Fuck. No. 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 No! We can watch it with the subscri- subscription to Sling TV. No! It's not available on iTunes.